hello and welcome back to our final podcast for frankenstein this is yeah the third and final podcast i'm zoe i'm natalia i'm ariana i'm emma and we're gonna start off our podcast like always with our summaries so we'll get right into that Okay, so I'll go ahead and say my summary. So first, Victor is taken to the magistrate where he is testified against shown the body, which is actually Henry. He falls ill, goes to jail, leaves jail, goes home. He gets married with Elizabeth. They leave to a cottage. He's worried Elizabeth is murdered. He goes home. His father dies. He leaves Geneva to hunt the monster. He fails. Transitions to the letters. He meets Walton. And then Walton faces his own challenges. Victor dies. The monster comes back in regret and then uh, leaves to kill himself. Okay, so my summary, um, Victor is found by the townspeople who take him to Mr. Kerwin and is placed under suspicion of a murderer who Victor soon found out is his friend Henry. Shocked by his death, realizing that the monster had killed him, he fell into an illness. After his recovery, his father visits him from Geneva in prison and is found innocent soon afterward. They return to Geneva where Victor and Elizabeth become married and spend a night in a cottage. Victor still apprehensive that the monster is after him, searches for the monster and realizes the monster killed Elizabeth. He returns home and tells his father the gruesome news, dying shortly later from grief. Victor then resolves to get revenge on the monster by destroying it. Okay, I'll go now. The townspeople give their evidence against Victor for the murder. Mr. Curran shows Victor the victim, who is Henry Clerval. Victor gets sick for two months. He eventually gets released from prison and returns home with his father. Marries Elizabeth with fear of the monster at the back of his mind. Elizabeth dies and Victor returns home and Ernest dies of grief. Victor vows to kill the monster, follows him until he can't, tells Walton his story. Walton takes the narr- over the narrative and tells his sister how he has to stop his journey because it's dangerous. Victor dies and Walton finds the monster weeping over his dead body. The monster tells Walton of his sufferings and how he will soon be- die because his creator is dead he leaves the ship and the story ends now for my summary so it picks off where victor's in the town and he goes to the magistrate and he figures out that clerval is dead and then he goes to jail and he soon falls into a very bad illness his father saves him they go back to geneva he gets married to elizabeth him and elizabeth go off to a cottage elizabeth gets murdered by the creature victor is upset so then he goes back home his father dies a few days later so then he goes out and vengeance to kill the creature. Then he meets Walton when he's traveling to the North Pole. Then he tells his story to Walton. And then uh, Victor gets severely ill. He dies later on. The creature finds that Victor is dead, weeps over his dead body. And it continues um, with Walton telling his sister about everything that's happened. Okay, so the people on the island where Victor had had landed testify against him, saying that they found a dead body on the beach after seeing the boat that that resembled Victor's and discovering that the body was was actually Victor's friend, Henry Clerval. Victor became violently ill, and he continued to be ill for two months while he was in prison. Then his father comes from Geneva for support, and then they leave and go back to Geneva together. And once Victor and his father go back home, they begin planning his wedding to Elizabeth, while Victor continues to be nervous about the threat of confrontation of confrontation at the wedding made, made by the monster but victor and elizabeth get married anyways and spend the night in a cottage where she is killed and unfortunately his father also dies a few days later um and then victor's attempt to explain to the people of geneva that the savage monster is at fault for elizabeth's death and not him fails and then he devotes his life to finding and destroying the monster but then he dies and the monster weeps over his body 
Okay, is everyone done? Who should we vote for? I like the second one. I like the Oh, you like, I like Yeah, I like Ari. Yeah. A little bit of time. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. You're welcome. And that basically concludes our summaries. We will now be moving on to our first question of our podcast. Welcome to our first segment of our podcast. The first question states, In a fever after the death of Clorval, Frankenstein imagines the creature attacking him. Towards morning, I was possessed by a kind of nightmare. I felt the fiend's grasp in my neck and cannot free myself from it. Groans and cries ring in my ear. Besides the monster actually killing Victor, what could this foreshadow or symbolize? So I thought that this could symbolize the way that the monster is taking over Frankenstein's mind and his like ideas and emotions because he's strangling him like figuratively or metaphorically. You know what I mean? I completely agree with that. And then I also think that 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 could symbolize how the monster is taking over Victor's mind and his physical life by killing a bunch of people that he knows and creating so much drama that surrounds him and i think that the the quote is like showing how victor is scared of how the monsters of how the monster could could continue to impact him and his life for like such a long time so it's just like this this constant pressure and grip that the monster has on victor's life that's like inescapable I agree with um, both Ariana and Emma. I think that it kind of symbolizes his mentality and how he feels towards the monster. It's all of that regret and guilt building up in his head. And I also thought that the part where it says like the groaning crying, I felt like that kind of foreshadows, even though it doesn't relate to the creature, it kind of like foreshadows the creature crying about Victor. It's kind of like a, I don't know the word for it, but it's like an opposite type of thing instead of like Victor hearing the groaning and crying it's the creature doing it instead of himself that's at least yeah, what I thought <laughs> I agree with that because it could either be his groans and cries or the monsters or the people that the monster killed because it doesn't say specifically who is groaning and crying so that's a really good point yeah um, I feel like that was a really interesting thing that you pointed out, Zoe, and I just want to say that, and, like, I feel like it could also be, um, since we've mentioned before that it's, like, the monster taking control of his life, he's, like, killing every, all of his friends, I feel like the groans and the cries could also symbolize the, the cries of, like, the victims of, of, the, of the monster. I just wanted to add that into the previous thoughts. I totally agree, and I think that this this quote has so much depth to it, and I really think that that it can be um, applied to so many different like aspects of of thought and like things that throughout the story could connect to what the quote summarizes. So yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of layers to this quote, and you guys are doing a really great job like covering them. 
Yeah, I completely agree with all of you. And not only that, I also noticed, well, in my perspective, that um, not only is he um, physically kind of imagining himself kind of in a situation, kind of in the shoes of the other victims where the monster is strangling them, but also how um, it could foreshadow how the... Um, the monster straining the life out of him, which in another kind of um, way I think about it is that the monster is dehumanizing him by killing everyone he loves. I that's that's a good point. I agree with that. I know. I was like hearing you say that it's like him straining the life out of Victor. I didn't think of it in that way, or never really considered that. And when you think about it, it's very true. He kills. William and then Justine's convicted of it so she dies and then it's Clerval, Elizabeth, then his father dies of grief and then it's just like that takes such a huge toll on Victor overall throughout the course of a novel and you just see it like how ill and how like horrified he is all the time. He's very like shaken up constantly. People think he's crazy and it just it all of the happiness and joy that Victor once felt, like in his childhood, actually growing up with Clerval and Elizabeth, um, is gone. And it's just like all of everything that made him happy and what made his life enjoyable for him is like gone and no longer is there anymore. Absolutely. And um, adding on to what Zoe said, um, I think I'm, I'm going to. I referenced this quote from the text in which Victor is feeling odd, such great agony that he even um, mentions that some something along the lines that the human frame no longer supports the agonies that I endured. I totally agree, and I feel like the the buildup from. The buildup from all of those events like really affected him and it and it just puts this tremendous amount of pressure and like grief that he's constantly going through and it's like that's not like a light thing to deal with and he doesn't even have time to fully comprehend it or deal with it because everything happens within so much within such a short time okay so um uh referencing back to natalia's quote about agony I just wanted to add in that I feel like the dream just serves as a reminder to Victor that the monster has, like, he, the monster could kill him if he wanted to, but what the monster just really wants to do is to make Victor feel all this pain and agony by, like, you know, controlling his life. And also, on, like, those points building off of them, the, at the end, when the monster sees Victor dead, he says that Victor is his last victim. So he sees that the way that he was controlling Victor through his mind and his emotions, he basically killed him. And he sees that he has done that, and that's why now that he Victor is gone, he is able to like die and go off in peace. So does that yeah. have anything to add? Um, I think that should wrap it up for now. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good for this question. We're going to wrap it up and we're going to head on over and do our second one.
now we're going to be starting our second question and it states given the creature's threat to be with you on your wedding night why does victor get married anyway in what ways does he seem resigned to his fate at this point well um first of all i think we should acknowledge acknowledge the fact that um victor um that he has all this apprehension that the monster is going after him after his wedding and i mean having that kind of not i guess having that kind of um presumed fate about what is about to happen to him he kind of um he doesn't even though he kind of already thinks that he's about to die i think he marries still marries elizabeth out of fear of disappointing her and um his father and also wanting to spend his last moments with um, her even if it costs him his life yeah and he also before he marries elizabeth He talks about how he doesn't want the monster to think that he's stalling because he's scared of him. Yeah, I agree and I also think that um he that he thinks that canceling or postponing the wedding would basically just be delaying the inevitable which would give the monster so much power and it, Victor knows that eventually the monster will destroy him or Elizabeth or both of them at one point or or another so he's kind of just like like I'm just going to do what I want and I'm not going to like make the monster think that I'm scared of him or that I I feel threatened by him like I'm just going to like get everything over with. Absolutely. Right, you can go. So I just I totally agree and I just want to add in that I feel like it's kind of weird that Victor is seeing that the monster is killing all his friends and relatives and he just assumes that the monster is going to kill him but like like uh and I Going back to page 83, he even says, in that hour, I should die. So he's so convinced that the monster is going to come after him. And I just thought it was weird that he doesn't see that the monster's killing all his friends. Like, uh, and instead, he just sends off Elizabeth to her room thinking that the monster's going to kill him. I don't know. I just thought found that weird. Yeah, like how he completely overlooked her and kind of like overlooking the fact that the monster wasn't going after him but instead the monster was going after her her and consequently um well elizabeth was killed as we all know yeah i agree with that as well like what you mentioned like the creature was going after elizabeth and to me i think what he said i'll be with you on your wedding night i don't think he wanted victor to be happy like we've mentioned in the last question he wanted victor to feel the same pain and agony that he was going through so to take away that happiness that he could have felt with his marriage with elizabeth he went after elizabeth instead like victor destroying the feminine creature um the creature would be taking away elizabeth from victor thus causing him more pain and to be upset and just not be happy at all from that point on yeah and he i think that he also gets married because he wants to be able to give his family like a relief of all the destruction and death in his family but i also think it's for his own personal gain because he wants to get rid of the monster and he believes that death is the only way out either for the monster or for him and that's why he believed that the monster would going to kill him and not elizabeth
Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's he wanted to get married to bring peace and like happiness to his father and Elizabeth herself because she thought that he may have fallen in love with another while he was out for so many years. And I want to go back to what Emma brought up earlier was that Victor figured if he postponed the wedding, it, like it would just not make a difference anyways because inevitably he would die or like that's what he thought but he also thought of like the creature would just think of other ways to bring more pain to victor and i just think that's interesting i don't know yeah he's victor saw it as if he waited too long either a ton of other people would die and he would also get hurt but now that he is like speeding it up it'll go faster and be less pain to other people I agree, and I also think that Victor's, Victor's decision could have something to do with ego because his thing, he like didn't even, he didn't think about how this would affect Elizabeth or the rest of his family or anyone else, just like he didn't think about that when he created the monster in the first place and then just let him roam wild. So we already know that he's not very logical with his choices and he doesn't put a lot of thought into things. So after he just decides to do the wedding just because he wants to, I I think that that could be like him not wanting to give the monster like power over him and saying like, I, I created you, like I'm in charge of you, like you don't dictate what I do and don't do. So I just feel like that's another example of how Victor is irresponsible and inconsiderate of things. Yeah, it definitely could have been, could like be per- perceived as a selfish, egotistic act. And I think that's a good point to point out the fact that he did this for his own benefit and is for his own like reprieve. Does anyone have any last final thoughts? I think we're good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, then this wraps up uh, question number two. Okay, now going on to the third question of our podcast, it states, This section brings another parallel between Frankenstein and Walton. They are both faced with demands from a third party. The creature demands that Frankenstein make a companion. Walton's crew demands that they turn back for home before they all die. As we know, Frankenstein ultimately refuses while Walton obeys. Walton has many similarities to Frankenstein, but he ultimately falls short of Frankenstein's extremism. Compare and contrast their characters. What do they have in common and where do they differ? So we both know that they're both very, we all know that they're both very um, like perseverant and when they have a goal, they like to meet it and complete it. And I, that's a way that they're similar, but they're also different because Walton is very, he's more responsible than Victor and Victor is more extreme in what he wants to put, like pursue and accomplish. Definitely, and um, as we've seen, um, 
Victor's character when he created the monster. He's much more impulsive and reckless compared to Walton, who at least considered um, his crewmates kind of um, their complaints and he wasn't willing to sacrifice his life or his crewmate's life in order to just um, pursue one of his scientific goals. And I think that really kind of marks the um, difference between both of their characters. Yeah, and even before Walton like went out on his journey, he considered the fact that he might not return and that he needed all these other supplies and everything. So he planned it well. and. Um, Victor didn't. I totally agree, and going back to Natalia's thoughts, um, I just wanted to add that um, Walton even tells his sister, I cannot withstand the demands, I cannot lead them into unwilling danger, so I feel like he just really took into the consideration how his actions would impact his crewmates' life, and that's something that Victor didn't do. Yeah, I totally agree. Walton is very, like, he's very detail-oriented, and he knows what he's doing and, and what he wants, and he plans things out, and he considers things and people, just like you said, whereas Victor is just kind of more more impulsive than, than Walton, and he kind of does things out of um, reasons that aren't fully logical, and he doesn't put things through a, a thought process of like examining pros and cons and things like that. He just does them like without considering any other factors, which is, um, yeah, another way that they are very different. I agree with Emma and what Ariana also said as well. I think Walton's very considerate. He's very, like you said, detail-oriented compared to Victor. I think at times he can be very like hot-headed and just, he's very, thinks with only his, maybe like emotionally what led is what I'm trying to get at. But I think for the both of them, they have a lot of knowledge. Like they're both very knowledgeable people and while I think Walton's a lot more aware of things, Victor is also aware as well, but to a certain extent. Um, I think as well that mm, what differs from Walton and Victor is I think Victor's a lot more guilty and regretful of things that he's done compared to Walton. Like, I feel like Walton was more... Um, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but he was prepared, like Ariana said, responsible, and like he knew what he was doing when he was going out on the expedition. Compared to Victor, he didn't know what he was getting himself into when he was creating the creature. Yeah, and what you said about them both being aware, it's like Victor is aware, but he doesn't act and he doesn't acknowledge, and Walton is aware, but he acts and he acknowledges other people, and Victor doesn't do that. He only acknowledges himself and what he's feeling. Yeah, and on top of all of that, um, even though Victor and Walton both have um, common goals, in kind of advancing the scientific field, I think that they also have like completely different mindsets and the way, like how um, as as um, it was mentioned, how Victor is much more um, kind of he doesn't consider um, things 
um, and is much more impulsive, whereas Walton is more detail-oriented and plans things out, and um, he considers ev- everyone's feelings and how he will his actions will affect them. I totally agree. Does anyone else have anything more to add for this question? Um, well, this is kind of like um, more, not really off topic, it's still on the same topic, but it's kind of different from what everybody's already mentioned. As I say, another thing that they that they both experience is loneliness. Like, Walton's aware he's been away from like his sister for like a very long time, and he acknowledges that in the letters that he sends to her, and he's he experiences loneliness even if he is with his crewmates it's not the same as being at home and being surrounded by your family and victor experiences this like big time he loses a lot of his loved loved ones close to him and just experiences death constantly throughout the novel and that takes a toll on him a lot so while their levels of loneliness may differ they both experience it so I wanted to add that just because I thought about it. And I would also like to add on top of what Zoe said that um, that um, their loneliness is what also um, makes them different in a way because even though um, Watton is lonely because of his lack of companionship, um, Victor is lonely because um, he's isolated in this kind of um knowledge that um he knows but no one else knows and he's supposed to kind of keep it to himself and he's all of the and all of the emotions from kind of having this monster coming and killing everyone and all this guilt he's in a way lonely because of that so i guess for different reasons they're lonely but also even though they're both lonely they may be lonely for different reasons as well. Yeah, Walton is lo- has, I think has been lonely like his whole life because he wants that companionship but he's never had it. And a Victor is lonely because of what he's done to himself and to other people. Absolutely. Is there any more thoughts uh, for this question? Like, does anyone else have anything else they want to add before we wrap it up? I think I'm ready to move on. Yeah, me too. Okay, then if that's if that's it, we will be wrapping up our third question and heading on to our final question of the podcast. on our final question of our last podcast for this class it states what does it mean to be a monster who is the real monster in frankenstein is victor the well-intentioned yet troubled scientist a monster or is his creation the monster and are they monsters in their own ways are they both monsters in their own ways my bad (laughs) so i want to start off by just saying that I feel like 
there it's not an either or type of situ- i mean it's not an either type of situation where it's like is this one the monster is that one of the monster because i feel like you could um look at their actions and their thoughts and everything and understand that both of them are actually monsters in the book and I think before we even decide who is a monster and who is not, we need to look at the root cause and like what causes people to become like quote unquote monsters. Because the way that you're brought up affects the way that you think and the way that you act. So I totally agree. And I also think that being or like showing monstrous behavior can be seen in many different lights. Like like someone can be a monster like the creature by his use of like physical violence to people, like killing people and hurting people. Or if someone were to like emotionally hurt or violate or manipulate people, like both can be considered as monstrous tendencies and I think that it really just depends on how you look at it for Victor and the creature in the story and I think like Eric said it can go both ways for sure. I have to agree with you I think it all depends on perspective but like what Ariana brought up it's the way you're brought up. I think for Victor the way he was brought up was very well but because of circumstances and environmental things that happened throughout the novel and things that personally happened to him that caused his mindset to change and he became very upset and pessimistic like constantly on all the time as compared to the creature the way he was brought up he was brought into the world and shown disgust hatred towards him nobody showed him love or compassion so i think because of that that caused him to be more violent and not really have that gray understanding of things he just saw things as like people either hate me or they will try to love me and he just he doesn't have that like understanding of things you know so i think it really does depend on the way you're brought up and just environmental and like personable things that happen within your life yeah and i don't believe that victor is actually a monster because he he only has created a creature who has then destroyed things, but he has never done that himself. And I don't think that either of them are actually monsters, because I don't think calling someone a monster is, like, right. And Because I, I, it's the way you're brought up. It's your emotions, your feelings, it's your thought process. You can't just be pointed out as a monster without getting a certain type of help. I, I, I agree with that, because, like, everyone does things for their own reasons and sometimes we don't know like what they were thinking about when they did a a a certain thing or what their reasons behind it were but all we can know is like they did it for whatever reason or why ever they justified it so I mean like everyone has a different thought process and everyone has their own reasons for why they do things so I agree I think that we shouldn't be too quick to call them each monsters but I definitely think that they have shown some behavioral traits or things that they've done or um yeah just just things that have happened that can lead us to believe that but once we think deeper about it like they they aren't truly monsters at at their core just some of the things that they've done have resembled some acts that a monster would also do I definitely and oh you can continue 
Okay, um, so I just wanted to say that I totally agree with both you and Ariana, and I just wanted to build upon what um, your guys' thoughts and say that um, um, both of them, I feel like what they did to be called a monster was really just that they were driven by, like, you know, human emotion, both of them. So I just don't feel like uh, they could, or they should be considered monsters in a way. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that their emotions were very volatile. And, I mean, as we all know, it's, um, comp- um, as, as we were talking in the last question, the difference between Victor and Walton. I think Walton was more logically based, while your, um, Victor was more kind of, like, feeling-driven. So because of this, he tends to be more impulsive and make um, these mistakes. And in, on top of that, referencing back to Zoe, how environmental factors um, also cause kind of them to turn toward evil. I think that that's completely true and I don't think that um evil or kind of like those um malicious traits are inherited I think or like people are just selfish inherently rather than kind of um people I think that um people kind of learn that behavior from others or because of maybe all the isolation that maybe um because of Victor was going through such a long period of isolation and um, dealing with all that internal guilt and stress from the, um, his um, families and his friends' deaths. I think that caused him to also kind of start um, portraying these um, kind of just wanting to get revenge on the monster like the monster wanted to get revenge. What in the end, what they both did is inherently wrong. The way that Victor even decided to create the monster is wrong. The way that he, uh, well, the creature is wrong. And the way that he abandoned the creature is wrong. And the way that the creature dealt with his emotions and his feelings and his thoughts was wrong. And the way that he killed Victor's family and closest friends is wrong because he was being vindictive. So I don't... Like I said before, I don't believe that they're monsters, but I believe that they are sort of mistreated and misunderstood in certain ways. I absolutely agree. And I think going back to what Eric said, like like all of us do questionable things when we're going through any kind of intense emotional response, whether it be anger or sadness or loneliness or anything like that. So, but I just think that the, the thing that matters is how you feel after you've calmed down and after you realize what you've done while you were so upset and how you feel about what you did because someone who's a true monster would feel no remorse about it would not care would think i'm gonna go do it again like i don't care but someone who is who has regular human emotions and who is good at heart would feel bad about what he did and realize that that wasn't his his intention all along and he and he and that truly was a product of his emotions and he didn't mean to do it 
I have to agree with Emma and what Ariana stated earlier. Um, what they did was wrong. Like, Victor defied the laws of life and created a monster, you know, and the creature killed his family. And I just think something that Emma said was like, certain attributes may portray you as a monster, but deep down, I don't think either of them were bad. Like, the creature showed signs of being able to love and have compassion towards other people and things in life. And Victor, when he was brought up, was perfectly, like, good kid. <laughs> he was fine. Like, he had a very loving and happy childhood aside from, like, his mother dying. But it's just, and like, it's all the factors of things that happen as things go on in your life. Like, if something bad happens and, like, you experience several cases of death in your life and you just lose everyone that you love because of a certain somebody i would see like why your intentions could become malicious and you just want revenge like you want to get back at them for taking away the ones that you loved you know and it just like i don't think they're monsters you know but it's just like the certain attributes and things that they have done may portray them as monsters to certain people but when you think about it and actually think in depth about their characters and how they are overall i don't think they're monsters i really don't i totally agree zoe and i just i wanted to say that some people might like think like oh but the monster he killed multiple people and like if he really felt remorse he wouldn't have killed that much people but i just um like even at the end of the book the monster says that he didn't enjoy killing them or anything like it pained him to kill them so i just feel like uh it, that argument that like he um he killed all these people so he's a monster isn't really valid because uh he did like feel regret and remorse and everything and he like it's not like he enjoyed doing that it it was like just as torturous to him as it was to victor definitely and i i've been thinking about this the way that this would be handled in like court and the the criminal justice system i think that they would both be tried and they would both like serve a certain amount of years but the creature would get like some type of therapy because of his emotions and that was caused the his emotions caused him to like act out in certain ways so he would be given not like death sentence but like 40 years maybe and uh victor would be like tried as with the the science defying science and going against the law but that doesn't make him a monster they both aren't monsters i think that they would both get some type of therapy and medication and stuff i have to i agree with you on that one and going back to what eric said like the monster didn't enjoy killing anyone i'm not sure what part it was when he stated this but he said he didn't like hearing the screams and groans of killing like when when he was strangling clerval he didn't like hearing that he didn't enjoy killing him it brought him pain and like the only reason he did it was to bring victor pain as well but that's just because he was never shown love like throughout his entire existence and so he wanted victor to feel that same type of pain you know i totally agree and i just want to say that in the end i just feel like they were both just victims of human emotion victor with obsession and that's why he broke like you know the natural laws of science and then 
uh, uh, the creature with vengeance and like you know abandonment. Does anyone else have any lingering thoughts or anything else they want to add? Maybe something that wasn't mentioned by anyone at all? Nope, I think that should conclude everything, okay? Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, if that is everything everyone wanted to say, this concludes our final episode, our podcast for this class. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us discuss all these different questions and topics that lies within Frankenstein and yeah just thanks for listening (laughs) bye